Hi, my name's Andy Chamberlain. I'm a writer and creative writing tutor, and you are listening to the Creative Writers Toolbelt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. And welcome to episode 47 of the Creative Writers Toolbelt. In this podcast, we're going to carry on looking at how to develop believable and compelling characters. And I want to remind you as well, before I start, that most episodes of the Creative Writers Toolbelt contain some spoilers. And this one's no exception, especially in relation to Severus Snape, who I use as an example. If you don't want to hear that spoiler, fast forward at the bit where I start talking about the Harry Potter series. Okay, so in the last episode, we looked at the critical need to identify and present the essence of a character. And in this episode, we're going to consider one of the biggest problems that writers have with character development and presenting a character within the story. And that is that the character needs to have a goal. Now, this issue comes from an interview that I did with Jean Cavellus, the director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop for episode 29. In that conversation, she said that the biggest problem she encountered when people come to the workshop is that they did not give their characters a goal. Now on the face of it, this seems like an odd problem for writers to have. Surely when you write a story, the characters in it must have a goal. They must have desires. They must have an agenda. They play their part in the plot. So to try to understand what the problem is here and how we as writers can solve it, I'm going to answer two questions. First of all, why do we as writers have such problems with characters in terms of giving them a goal that involves them in the story? And secondly, as a writer, how can I use goal, motive and passion to energise a character? So let's look at that first question. Why do writers have such problems with characters? Well, many of us, and I certainly include myself here, have made the mistake of creating a pet character. Now, this character is someone who is brooding and introspective. He or she mooches around in the story, preening themselves, thinking about themselves and slowing things down. All they're doing is just getting in the way. When I have a pet character, I love them. I've fashioned them and I think they're marvellous. But unfortunately, what they're doing is killing the story and they have to go. They're like that beautiful scene that you write that you're so proud of. And when you come back to look at it in the context of your whole work, you see that it has no place in your story. The problem with the pet character very often is that they have no reason to be in the story. They have no goal and no motive and no passion. Or if they do have a reason to be in the story, if they do have a goal, they simply don't engage with it. Now, this happens again and again and is one of the main reasons why Jean Cavellos and others, professionals in their field, complain that those of us that are aspiring to be commercially published have such problems with character. I think the best way to solve that problem is to give the character goal and motive and passion. Well, this brings me to my second question. So how do we do that? Well, these things, goal, motive and passion, are closely linked aspects of character. And all of these has aspects can help you with your desired objective, getting your character off the couch and into action. Let's look at each aspect in turn. First of all, goal. Now, the key piece of advice from Jean Cavellos is that we give the character a goal. That's a clearly defined objective that they can aim for. It has to be specific. It can be very challenging, but it must be something that they can aspire to achieve. If we come to motive, motive is the reason why the character goes after that goal. And it has to be a strong reason. We don't want this character having a goal and then sitting there and thinking, maybe I'll try and do that, maybe I won't. That's not going to captivate anybody. That's not going to entrance your reader. A demanding goal and a powerful motive is what you need. And finally, we have the character's passion. Now, this is a more subjective thing, something that's a bit more intangible, but still very powerful, something that really drives the character to try and achieve that goal, even against very difficult odds. And the passion 
of a character is part of their core, part of their worldview, part, if you like, of their moral compass. And it can involve big themes like love and patriotism and loyalty and duty. So let's have a look at some examples of how goal, motive and passion work for some different characters. First of all then from the Harry Potter series, let's think about Severus Snape. Now Severus Snape's goal is to bring down the person who he seems to all the world to serve. His goal is to defeat Lord Voldemort. His motivation is love and revenge and at the core of him Part of that core is his passion for the woman he loved, the woman that Voldemort murdered, Harry's mother, Lily. What Severus's goal and motive and passion do is they turn him from being just a grumpy, uninteresting, surly, miserable character into someone who is complex and energetic and enigmatic. When you read those books, you wonder all the way through, who is this guy? What is he really doing? What is his agenda? It's part of the genius of what J.K. Rowling does in that story. She takes this character and she transforms him into somebody who just mesmerises us. Let's take another example, Frodo from The Lord of the Rings. His goal, once the story gets going, is to destroy the ring. His motive for doing so is that he will stop Sauron. And the passion that drives him is his love of the Shire and his more fundamental love of the freedoms and the liberties that he and his fellow hobbits enjoy. He also has a great passion to be loyal to and serve with his friends. Now each of these aspects can change during the course of the story, but when we look at them we find that the goals we give characters can change quite a bit, the motivation of the character perhaps less so, and the passion that the character has perhaps least of all. You can take your story and give your character a major goal, or you can switch from one goal to another, or your character might even have a series of minor goals which are all leading to achieving the major goal. A good example of that would be the classical tale, The Twelve Labours of Hercules. So character goals can change. Character motivations can also change, but they're more difficult to switch, because if we switch a character's motivation too often, they will seem shallow. And what is worse, they will confuse the reader. And when the reader gets confused, they're likely to disengage. If they disengage from the character, they might disengage from your story. Passion is the most difficult thing of all to change because passion is at the core of who the character is. If you're going to change the passion, that core of the character, there has to be a very good reason for it in the story. Now there might be a good reason for this. Perhaps we follow a character in the story from childhood through to adulthood and maybe the passions and concerns that they have change as they mature. Or perhaps there is some major and traumatic incident that happens to the character during the course of the story which changes fundamentally what their worldview is and what their passion is. Now you can do that but you can probably really only do it once and it has to really work within the context of the story. In the film The Incredibles, the young character Buddy Pine changes fundamentally to become Syndrome, the main antagonist. It's a radical change. In the film we can see how he comes to make that change, but it's only that one change that he makes. What's much more common is that we would see characters changing the goals that they're aiming for. So, for example, if we consider Luke Skywalker from the original Star Wars film, his character starts with the goal of getting off the planet Tatooine and going to college. That's where all his buddies have gone. But then he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi and his goal changes to following Obi-Wan and finding Princess Leia. Then he joins the Rebel Alliance and his goal becomes, towards the end of the film, destroying the Death Star. 
So his goals change during the course of the story. His motivation, meanwhile, during all of that, is to find adventure, and then maybe it adapts to helping and supporting the rebels because he believes that their values are the same as his. Now, during the course of that film, I would argue that Luke Skywalker's passion, his worldview, they don't change very much. He's a fundamentally decent guy, and the things he believes in, the moral values that he has, don't really change. He just applies them to the circumstances he finds himself in. If you've listened to the last episode, you'll know that I consider the challenge of defining the character's essence as the key task for the author in characterization. And in fact, this challenge that we have, defining the essence of the character, can be assisted by and can contribute to the development of goal, motivation, and passion for the character. If you think about the great characters from literature, so many of them have a powerful core or essence that we can recognize immediately. And the fact that we can identify them is a big factor in us engaging with the story. But that character essence works in tandem with the goals and motivations and passions that those characters display. As an example of this, think about the character Sherlock Holmes. We know who he is, we understand his essence, and that essence works in tandem with the fact that he is always goal-driven, he has a mystery to solve, and he has something specific to aim for. He has a strong motivation, which is usually to pit his mind against a criminal problem, or in fact the criminal themselves. And he has passion as well. He has to prove that he is cleverer and smarter, and he can do it. He is in fact a highly egotistical person in that sense. But even as you dissect the goals he has, the motives he has, and the passion, you can see how all of these contribute to the essence of his character. As another example, consider Ernest Hemingway's book, The Old Man and the Sea. Now this book is really stripped back in terms of characterization. We know next to nothing about the eponymous central character, this old man, Santiago, other than he has this goal or intent to go out and catch a fish. He wants to beat the sea, and so, so much of the book simply presents this goal. His motivation is to prove something, to show that he can still do it, and his passion drives him against extreme odds to go out and achieve that goal. So even though we know very little about Santiago, we sense through the goal, the passion and the motivation who he is. So what does this leave us with? Well, these are my conclusions. As a writer, I'm going to be tempted to create my pet character and to try to dazzle readers with complex description of them and their incredibly complicated interior life. I would love my characters to sit there and just brood and tell the readers all about that. But I know that I need to resist that temptation, get the character off the couch and get them moving. And the best way to do that, I think, is to define a goal for them and to give them a powerful motivation and passion to do that. And these aspects can be developed in tandem with the character's essence, that critical aspect of character that I described in the last episode. I can change the goal of my character, I can give them a number of goals, different goals during the course of the story, and to an extent I can change their motivation. If I'm going to change their passion, I need to have a very good reason for doing that. So, the big problem we have is to get the character engaged with the story, and I think the best way to do that is to give them the aspects that I've been describing. So take that wonderful character of yours and check whether they are really involved in the story. Do they have a goal? Do they have a motive? Do they have passion? Are they exhibiting the kind of behaviour which is really going to intrigue and engage your reader? So that's all I've got for this episode. 
I've referred to the following works and characters. Severus Snape from the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, published by Bloomsbury. Frodo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien, published by HarperCollins. Luke Skywalker from the Star Wars film franchise. Sherlock Holmes from the series of books featuring that character by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And I've also referred to the character Santiago from The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway, published by Arrow. If you'd like to get in touch with me to talk about this or any other episodes or some of your own writing, perhaps, you can do so by dropping me a line. It's andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com or you can join us at Goodreads. Just go to goodreads.com and look up the Creative Writers tool belt there. I hope you found this useful. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.